your phone on quiet? Yeah. Right now at the beginning. Fuck yeah, dude. She's not pregnant, dude. Another shitty podcast. Rick do 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 do. Another shitty podcast. Rick do 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 do. Another shitty podcast. It's so shitty and it's a podcast. Yeah, it is. Just rip doo doo Just another Just another podcast, y'all. Just, it's pretty shitty too. It's kinda shitty. Today's episode is a paid sponsorship by the Golden State Warriors. Are we done yet? Today's episode is also brought to you by Beer Ball. It's a funnel and a hose. Beer ball. It's fast consumption. Beer ball. It's mass quantities of beer in small quantities of time. Beer ball. Disclaimer, be careful. Too many beers may result in poor decisions, blacking out, or death. Beer ball. What's up with your week? What's up with your week? What's up with your week? Tell me what's going on, baby. Tell me about your fucking week. Current events. Hey, Trent, what's going on in your week? Oh, man, this has been a wild week. I just, oh, yesterday I just was my eighth day in a row at work, so that's fun. Whoa. Uh, making those dollarinis, but your boy's tired. And I'm excited, but also a little stressed and anxious. I'm filming a short film, comedy short film that I wrote uh, with my friend Sarah. And we're filming that this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And so it's all good stuff. It's fun stuff. But yes, it is a little stressful. It's still a lot of stuff. Because I want it to be a good thing. I want it to turn out great and people to laugh. And I'm like, are these words that I written? Are is this funny? You know. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited. I've got a lot of a lot of friends involved, a lot of talented people, and I think it's going to be a great final product. What the hell's going on with y'all week? Ooh, uh, last week I did a showcase. And that went really well for a bunch of agents. Got some positive feedback. Had a follow-up uh, audition again, which was kind of weird, for another uh, agency. I don't think that went really well, but that happened. Did you do your monologue? Uh, no. It was okay. a, it, they wanted a much shorter monologue, so oh. I, had to re- I had to learn a new one. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was so weird. Weird experience. But I also went to Joshua Tree Whoa. on Saturday. You do some really shrinks, bro? No, I wish, man. Just heroin. No, what? I don't think that's the right drug for that location, Nicholas. No, no, uh, <laughs> no uh, we just uh, me and me and the the gal pals went out to Joshua Tree and just kind of went from spot to spot to spot, which I hadn't really done before, and it was really cool. Climbed some rocks. And, nice. And uh, that was really fun. Oh, I tell you what. Next week I'll be taking off for San Francisco for a few days, and that's going to be really fun. Hell yeah. So we got some plans going on up there. I'm going up there with a special lady friend of mine. Ooh. And uh, it uh, should be really fun. Special lady friend makes it sound like like <laughs> you're a gay couple in like the 80s. Like my roommate that, you know, it's like the whole time they're just their boyfriend and boyfriend. But it's like, you know, you can't say that around the family. My roommate... That's what it sounds like. Well, thanks for calling out the situation exactly, Trent. Now everybody knows. <laughs> that's, good. that's what's going on with my week. It's a good week. Yeah. And we'll send it down to Nick for the weather report. Hey, Trent. 
It's just another day of June gloom. <laughs> just kidding. Not even close. It's still a scorcher outside like it always is, and I haven't seen a cloud in days. That's the weather trend. It sucks. So on this week's podcast, we have a very special guest. Yes, we do. Coming all the way from Swansea, Wales. Across the pond, if you will. Yeah, and I will. We've got <laughs> we've got Savannah Watts, the queen of cakes. The queen of cakes. Bow down queen, to the queen. Queen, queen, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, cakes. queen. Yes, queen. And she's going to talk to us all about various cakeries and desserteries. Man, I want some sweets right now. Sweetifications. Right? So, welcome to the show, Savannah. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Good? Yeah, not too bad. I've got, uh, we'll get in this a little bit later, but I'm drinking my coffee. Um, of course, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm being like, it's like stereotypical, but it's like, it did. It, it is what happened. You, yep. You had some tea. Yes. You brought. I, I uh, travel with my own tea. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> Your own milk sometimes? Sometimes my own milk. It was it was a regular milk or what? It was just two percent. There you go. <laughs> like I'm so intrigued. Like this, you know, like it's like a uh, uh, like a visiting alien or something. Oh, <laughs> here's something else for you on that same topic. How do you prepare it specifically? What goes in the cup first? I put my milk in first, which is uh, controversial to many people. Why is that? Because um, I think if you put your milk in first and you do the tea, it caramelizes properly. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you put it in after, it's like when you put squash in water, and then it just doesn't like mix properly, and it's gross. Mm-hmm. Just exactly like squash in water. Exactly. You know the, the, the old classic, very familiar. The old classic dish, squash water. <laughs> uh, anywho, I, I I went on the tangent already, but uh, let's talk about uh, you being the queen of cakes. What is that all about? It's, uh... Very nice title. I'm not sure I'm worthy of. <laughs> we, we we deemed her the, the queen of cakes. So this 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 fine young lady here makes some of the best cakes I've ever had, and just desserts oh. in general. Yes. Um, how have you how have you came to be the cake queen? What was that journey? Oh well, um, I feel like it should be a bigger story than it is, but it's not. But uh, basically, my mother. Just my well, my dad doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> Bas- like straight up, toast is scary. And um, <laughs> my mom just was like, "That's not gonna happen with my kids growing up." So we would always every Saturday we'd take it in turns to bake and make like a full on three course meal for the family. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, we could do anything we wanted. Mom would just say like, "Give me the ingredients list," and then we would have that like the whole day to just do what we want. That's awesome. My growing up for me, my mom didn't really cook that much. And okay. then when my mom remarried, uh, my stepfather, he owned a deli, and so he definitely knew his way around a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of like this culinary explosion in our household. Like we were eating like homemade calzones and like chicken marcella and and pizza, you know, like homemade stuff. Um, and his breakfast every time I go home now, his breakfast is like. Like we eat, we'll, point. yeah, it's like a giant, like that's the one meal you eat that day. Wow. Yeah. 
I'm actually really jealous, guys. We just made <laughs> macaroni and cheese and grilled cheese and just cheese other things with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Because though. it's the Midwest. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Meat and cheese. Um, so you fell in love with cooking and baking early on. Yeah, I mean, like my mom doesn't like. Don't get me wrong. She's not like gourmet chef or anything. Like I love her cooking. It's just normal home food. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I really like more like intricate, precise like things and so bacon fulfills that Mm -hmm. whilst also being creative cool and what point did you start to really start um focusing on sweets and desserts there wasn't really like a significant point i just uh um oh actually i guess like every year i would make our family's christmas cake it just like kind of led from there and then i would start doing birthday cakes and i just really enjoyed it and then what's in a traditional christmas cake it's a fruit cake which Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, with marzipan and ice okay. on it. Um, and I make it every year. Nice. Yeah. Uh, back to what you said a little while ago. You said, okay, mom's not like a, a gourmet chef. She would just make like, you know, traditional home food. Uh, again, being the, <laughs> being the ignorant uh, American that I am, what, what does that look like for you? Like a traditional home um, food? We, oh, fish and chips. Okay. Every Friday. Yeah? Yeah. Always. Uh, pan fry or how do you do that? Um, I mean, it depends how lazy you want to be that particular Friday. So okay. it could just be like breaded fish or okay. it could be a salmon. Okay. Like we tend to be a bit more going down the fresh fish route yeah, these yeah. days because we're a bit older. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're a lot older. Um, but yeah, like bolognese or chilies, uh, shepherd's pies, yes. which would be like a test for them because I do not like potatoes one bit you don't like potatoes no i what? really hate potatoes oh my god that is probably i'm not gonna say probably i'm gonna say definitely my favorite i know it's food so, can you call it a food right yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's the most Our versatile dish. food there is you got fries hash browns mashed baked salad and it goes with any time of day yeah i think like telling people i don't like potatoes is like i think that's like a sin almost yeah. yeah right yeah so she would try and hide it in everything and i would know wow you just like, don't like the taste. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the taste of it. There's really no nutritional value to a potato either. I know. I don't feel like I'm missing out. Like, so yeah. like I'm... I mean, like, it just starts, right? Oh, vodka. Carbs. Oh, vodka. It's, it's also it's... a drink. Potatoes are also a drink. <laughs> I, I might like it in that form. But, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So you you came over to the States 10 years ago-ish? Yeah. 2008. Um, to go to college, mm-hmm. university. Um, in fashion. All right, everyone, gird your loins. And then what happened? Well, spent four years here, and then wanted to go out and do like go into the world of fashion. I I I worked for a year in the U.S. to try and stay in the U.S., mm-hmm. but um, my visa ran out before I managed to get a job. Um, and then I went home and I managed to get an internship with a really cool skatewear company in London. Oh, dope. Yeah, um, it was a really small company, so it was great because you got to do lots of different things rather than just being stationed on one aspect. Um, and then, unfortunately, the company, it would mean like fashion's hard, fast fashion's hard. Yeah. And unfortunately, the company folded, and that kind of like was where me delving into like other aspects of what I enjoy. Now, would you say now with, with baking and cooking, is that... 
uh, a hobby, like a main focus, your side hustle? Because you say you're going to school too. Yeah. So yeah. I would say that baking is a hobby. And I did, when I first finished in my fashion job, I thought well, I'm going to go do be a pastry chef. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that I wanted to sort of like do it to a point where I it was overkill and then I ended up hating mm. the hobby because I feel mm. like that's maybe what happened with fashion. Yeah. Um, I just, I wanted to continue enjoying it. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy it. I love doing it. I love doing it for friends and family. And so for me, it's kind of, it's for now, it's going to continue just being like a side focus. Yeah. That I can take up as and when I please and just continue to love it. There is a thin line with that of like doing what you love, but also managing uh, the stress that comes from that becoming an an occupation, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes you can burn yourself out on something. Like, you know, like phone it in, like after X amount of, you know, years or time spent in. And I I think being a chef is very, like, tough. Like it's antisocial. It can be isolating. It's pretty grueling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just didn't know that that was necessarily the right way to go about enjoying a hobby. Yeah. Especially like in a fine dining or like a restaurant where there's a lot of turnover or like Mm -hmm. you got to, you know, get orders out quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you see these chefs depicted on television or these different shows. It's like, well, if you ever worked in a, like a a restaurant Mm -hmm. that tends to be like, there's a lot of stress in the kitchen. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, So along those lines, what you've decided to do kind of is, is, venture into your own business and being your own boss yeah with cut mustard yeah um the name i've chosen for myself it's a good name i think (laughs) um you've already started doing weddings you've been doing wedding cakes for a while i've done a few i've been fortunate enough to to see some of these cakes and i guess help (laughs) uh help help her make the cake like eating the cake or (laughs) That's usually what it turns into, but I'm, I'm there to help, and then I start just standing too close to the cake, and I'm told to leave. Uh, but I've, I've, been, I've been fortunate enough to be around some of these confections that she's made, and it's just nuts. She made, at one wedding, she made three different types of macaroons, and she had, I think it was four oh. different cakes. And mm-hmm. another and, and these are like intricate cakes. There's a lot of, there's like, they're unique flavors they're they're so pretty like i don't even you don't even want to touch them like you don't want to correct yeah 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 and she's got this crazy process where when she comes it's not crazy to me it's just I, unfamiliar Intricate. but explain your your how you come up with recipes well i mean there's not too i haven't got like a huge science on it but i mean bacon is a science technically because like you can't just like throw everything in a pot and like hope it makes a cake mm-hmm. you have to follow it's like breaking bad of yeah. desserts and she's yeah. doing it all from scratch <laughs> yeah and um, i mean it just comes from lots of research and i my my old i worked at a bakery for a couple of years my old boss gave me like um a thesaurus of flavors yeah it's so just a book yummy. talking about like the the like the breakdown of what a flavor has in it Whoa. of different fruits and cool but um i really like to work with i love to like put herbs in um in cakes (laughs) for the american listeners out there herbs um yeah i like to do that and just to really rather than just like vanilla or raspberry or you know like those are great um but i feel like when i feel like 
when it's catered to adults, you can be a bit more experimental. Yeah. So, I, I mean... I don't want you to, like, to pick a favorite wedding cake that you've done. Okay. But, but we there, want you to pick a favorite but, wedding cake. Well, you know... I do. <laughs> is, there, is there a specific flavor combination that you've came up with that you're just very proud of yourself for having done? Oh, well, I don't know if I, I would... I wouldn't necessarily want to um, say that I came up with it. Just because, like, cake flavors are... Right. Cake Someone flavors. else probably done it. Yeah, but I, I, made, I made my brother's wedding cake, um, and I did a orange pistachio and thyme cake. Whoa. And then with, um, with an orange buttercream and, like, a chocolate ganache filling. And oh my god! <laughs> I, think, I think that was like the first sort of that was the, the first time where I was like I really enjoy make, like experimenting with flavors. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, so that was like the start of me getting a bit like trying to experiment, and and then actually, um, one of the other wedding cakes I did, I did another orange, another the same cake. Yeah. Based on the fact that uh, my friend had tried this previous wedding cake she loved the flavors so that might be the that might be the top one yeah so i would say that one is probably my favorite hell yeah well especially that uh i don't think we've either any of us have eaten today uh i'm like hey i could go for a whole wedding cake right now (laughs) i could do that all right so i guess on that note we want to thank Savannah Watts for sitting in on this conversation. Yeah, thanks for joining uh, this episode. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And taking us through this cake kingdom. If you want to see some of the work that she's done, she's been posting on Instagram with uh, the handle cut.mustard.co. And you can uh, let your mouth water over there. <laughs> but thank you very much, Savannah. Thank you. I'll see you later. All right. Things I'd like to bring to your attention. Rats are not pets. Master Splitter! You don't want those things in your house. You don't domesticate a rat. How's that a pet? Rats aren't pets. That's gross. That's how the plague started. If you cannot find your inner spiritual strength, you will not stand a chance against the Shredder. Things I'd like to bring to your attention. Only real ballers and basic bitches order avocado toast. What is that, like a 400% markup? What are you, made of money? What are you, a monster? What are you, a bad person? It's just toast. Am I going? No. I've got any. Basketball Jones! I got a basketball Jones! Got a basketball Jones! Oh, baby! So, this week in basketball with Nicholas. All right, this week in basketball, Trent, the finals are probably over by the time you guys hear this podcast. We're. Right now it's three to nothing, Golden State. As I'm, Trent said I'm earlier, face palm, I'm face palming right now. Are, is it over yet? Yeah. Um, the finals are probably over. I'm proud of LeBron James so far. I mean, how can you not be uh, LeBron James? LeBron James. Um, LeBron James. <laughs> incredibly disappointed with J.R. Smith's game one Bill Buckner moment. Dude, this. I mean, everyone's talked about it. We don't need to beat a dead horse. It's but we just can. like it's just I'm... like you're in a championship game at the like most prestigious, like highest league in your sport. And like you said earlier, Nicholas, like any game, yeah, any sport ever of all time, this is the, the most basic thing is knowing the score, 
Knowing how much time is left. And like the third might be like, where's the out of bounds? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do uh, I score a point? <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. There was one chance that the Cavs had to actually win a game and they blew it. I mean, you th- that might have led to like, the, you know, the performance they've had these other games. I mean, they still are very, being super competitive. All, yeah. Most of these games are really close. That's a coffee pot. Sounds like a bomb. Yeah, no, no, it's a bomb of caffeine. No, all these games have been pretty... Well, game two was kind of a long shot. This game three was pretty close. But if they win that game, the series is uh, two to one instead of three nothing. Yeah. It's a completely different series. And I love LeBron. LeBron James. So I, I want to clear the air with that. I, I am a fan of LeBron James. LeBron James. Um, I would chalk it up to... Living with Mark Richard, he's a huge LeBron fan. LeBron James. Uh, but dude, it's just like I heard a, a sports broadcaster talking about it. It's like you know, good luck to LeBron in this series because uh, you're just gonna have to outscore the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're, I mean, they're sixth man, they're bench, like everyone can score on that team. Yeah, everyone on that team's a starter somewhere else if they left. Yeah, so they've got uh, a million ways to get it. Choose, Choose one. one. Oh. <laughs> Can we put that clip in there? I got a million ways to get it. Uh-huh. Choose one. Also, real quick, what else is going on? Uh, Colangelo, the president of Phil- at uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, who we mentioned last Update. week. Update. Uh, breaking news. Um, uh, he was subtweeting his own team and players talking shit about them. He's officially resigned today, which is Damn. big news because the, the Sixers are on the up and up. And he's a big part of that, but he's also a bad person. You fucked up, apparently. dude. So, hey, hey, dude, if you're listening to this, former GM of the Sixers, you fucked up, dude. You done fucked up, son. <laughs> uh, and then also, James Harden won the MVP by player's vote. Not officially MVP yet. He's done this once before. Um, he won the player's vote MVP the year that Russell Westbrook won his MVP. Wait, so what it uh, clarified to so me... So the player's vote factors into the MVP, but now we have, you know... We have two even MVPs Reporters now? have to vote on MVPs and... Wait, who's the... So what's the real MVP? You're the real MVP. That'll be announced, I think, after the season. And over. who votes on that? Everybody. The players factor in, but also the media factors probably more than they need to. Huh, weird. Um... So, the Beard's probably going to win his first MVP, though, this year. I think everybody really thought that he was. But, I mean, LeBron James, LeBron James is really deserving of this MVP. Yeah. But I get it. Give it to James. Moving on to This Week in Wrestling. This Week in Wrestling, um, we've got CM Punk uh, trying his hand in another MMA fight. Um, he's fighting this weekend. Uh, this week in well, real wrestling. Well, well, yeah, this week, this week in wrestling slash MMA. Um, so yeah, CM Punk's, I guess, gonna try to do that again. I mean, I'll watch the clips. Uh, not expecting much, but uh, I like his gusto, and he probably likes that fat paycheck that he's gonna get. Uh, also, something interesting is a WWE release that The Undertaker, that's right, The Dead Man. Ding. Thank you. Um, what? What? Oh my god. How is he? Fuck god. How is he? He's back. The Dead Man. Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> I think we'll have better clips than that. <laughs> Why? The real clips. I'm going to use that. Oh, this is trash. Um, my like wrestling nerd, nerd is like, oh man, that was all. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm like having an con- internal conflict with myself. Like, you got to sell it better. You got to sell the DDT. Anyway, um, Undertaker, it was announced that he will be wrestling at Madison Square Garden. This is his first time appearing uh, in a ring after the Saudi Arabia event, the greatest Royal Rumble, which, by the way, was a waste of five hours and turned out it was a glorified house show because uh, Saudi Arabia gave the WWE millions and millions of dollars. But the program was boring as hell. There wasn't any title changes. Yeah, played by their rules. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we talked about that on an earlier episode. Anyways, they announced Taker is back. He will be competing uh, in Madison Square Garden. The dude's old as hell. As a wrestling fan, I respect the hell out of The Undertaker. I mean, he is uh, easily one of the best of all time. He's my favorite. He brought um, the WWF um, during the Monday Night Wars against WCW. He was the one that's always stayed loyal to that company. Which is like... Um, why a lot of people, a lot of other people left. I mean, he's been at it for at least 20, if not 30 years, probably close to 30 now. And as a fan, it's like, okay, it's cool to see him. But like, as just like a, uh, you know, an observer, uh, it's pretty rough to see him in the ring. He probably should have retired five, if not 10 years ago. Mm. Uh, just he's, he can't move like he did. I mean, they had a, you know, a pretty gimmicky match this past uh, WrestleMania with John Cena and The Undertaker. And they're like, this will never happen. This is a, you know, match of, you know, of the century, blah, 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 blah. And it was a five-minute squash match, like, just to get, you know, to check that box off that Taker fought Cena at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Choke slam, pile driver, one, two, three, whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's like, dude, it, it's just hard to see the guy. He clearly loves... Um, wrestling, he clearly loves that industry. We're watching but the game pass him by a little bit. It's like even when Brett Favre like had his last run with what the Vikings and the Jets, like he was still putting up some decent numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't he bring? Did he bring the Vikings to a Super Bowl? No. Or he no. got in the playoffs though. Maybe I can't remember. I feel like he, he did. Definitely didn't get to the Super Bowl. I felt like he did a decent. Oh yeah, it was a different Super Bowl. That was like recent. Uh, I felt like he did a de- decent job. The thing with Taker is like, dude, you're you're just old. You're you know, you're in a fifty-five year old body or whatever it is. But because of wrestling, it's probably like an eighty-year-old man's body. Right. Um, it doesn't seem. It's from rough. An to, it's rough to watch that he's got like a career in the industry as like a business type guy either. I think he would probably so. just retire and ride his motorcycle. <laughs> that sounds great to me. Yeah. I want to do that right now. Uh, but that's This Week in Wrestling. Um, now for This Week in Hip Hop. Hip Hop. Hip Hop. I got a million ways to get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Choose one. Choose one. I mean, should we dive into it? Dive right in. Are we got to talk about Kanye. Cannonball. Uh, again, uh, Kanye, whether you like him or you hate him, I mean, he's an integral part of this podcast, apparently, because he's an integral part of hip-hop, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think since last time we recorded, yep. uh, the seven-track Yay album came out, Yep. Um, and we've talked about this. Uh, Nick and I are both uh, kind of, eh. Yeah, we're a little lukewarm like, on it. Eh. Like, Trent, uh, Trent and I both agree that 
The production value is top notch, as it always it is. It will with always the Kanye be West great. Album. Yep. Musically, it's just it's there. It's always there. Um, what but, is he uh, talking about? What is he talking about? It's it seems like in, you know, he even he, a lot of the stuff he mentions brings up in his in in the songs is stuff that happened a month ago. Yeah. When he was going crazy on Twitter, so like he, they really threw this together. And That's what it seems like, right? Yeah, and uh, I think if you want to look at it from that standpoint, throwing an album together on short notice, it's fantastic. But I think that the fans deserve, especially with where Ye is at, uh, it seems uh, mentally and in his life, I think the fans deserve to see him at his best. And I'd like to see him really take his time with something lyrically again. Part of me thinks that I wonder if we're going to see, because he's turned out this album, it's a short album. He's turned out the Push T album, which is a short album. He's doing the Tiana Taylor, and he's doing the joint album with Cuddy, mm-hmm. which I am also a fan of old school Cuddy, right. but we know Cuddy's it's been career. A while since we've had some Cuddy. Like, we know, uh, you need to Cuddy. There's two sides. You can either, you know, have like a 10 out of 10 Cuddy or like a 2 out of 10. Yeah. Um, shout out to McCafferty. We were talking about that earlier. But basically, um, you don't know what Cuddy you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And so, like, on one end, I respect the hell out of um, out of Kanye for churning out all these albums. But on the other hand, I'd rather have a solid uh, LP that is 15, 20 tracks mm-hmm. that's well thought, thought out, even 12 tracks, rather than, like, three or four rushed short albums. I feel you. The Pusha T album is dope as hell. I think it is. I think it's, well, it's, it's my favorite album to listen to over and over again. Of the year, hard piano. Give but, me that. I mean, that's I'm not. I don't think it's a secret at this point that I dislike Drake. So that's probably a massive reason why I like the album so much. That you like it even more. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get down on that. And I guess we got nothing else to really talk about with hip hop. So let's. <laughs> I, well, wait, I got this. Oh, what's up, Drake? Where are you at, boy? Where are you at? Well, his his whole life was gonna be. Telling the world about his kid so he could make a profit with Where are you with, at? With Adidas. I think you know I think, his business model, tell the world about kids, step two, profit. Where you at? Where you at? Punk. You in the six, Drake? You in the six? If you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. Alright, well this is the part of the show where we uh, plug what our friends are doing, but I'm gonna flip the script because it's our show. Mm-hmm. We can do what we want. Uh, I want to shout out my mom, actually, Paula Shoemaker. She is awesome. Anytime I'm hosting anything or running an event, she'll send me a cute little text. Like, for, for example, like yesterday I hosted bingo um, at the brewery. And she's like, you know, have fun tonight. Make them laugh. Have a good bingo. And I just think that's that's so cute. And I'm so thankful that I have her, um, you know, in my life that in, in doing that. And pretty much every day now for the past couple of weeks, I don't know why, but it's awesome. She's been sending me, like, inspirational quotes, too, of, like, working hard and being motivated and loving what you do. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just going to shout out my mom on this week's episode. Uh, Nick, what are your friends doing? All right, I wanna I wanna shout out my friends Ruthie Holmes and Catherine McCafferty. They host a comedy show called Truth or Dare Show uh, every Friday or every third Friday of every month at the Virgil over in Los Feliz. Great um, venue. Their next show is coming up June fifteenth, so this coming Friday. Um, it's a really cool little setup they've got. They've got a bunch of acts that come on, and then in between they do truth or dares that they've just picked out of a raffle container that 
the guests or the the, uh, the audience has written down, and then they have they to, have to do them in between. So it's, it kind of gets wild and crazy and all sorts of really good Whoa. stuff. So. I need to check that out. Yeah, go check it out. It's at the Virgil Truth or Dare show, June fifteenth. And things that I am doing this week. What are you doing? Uh, I think I've said this multiple times, uh, not just on the, this episode, but on the episodes before. Uh, finally, filming the short film that uh, I wrote with my friend Sarah. Uh, we've got a great cast: myself, Sarah Brown Carter, Mark Sipka, uh, Tight Edwards, and uh, super excited about that comedy. Uh, short film, probably about 15-20 minutes, uh, but we're doing all the main filming this weekend. Very excited for that. Uh, we've got Tom Newell um, directing the project and uh, very excited about that. It's, it's just been so long coming and we've been prepping for it for forever. Um, I think we started writing it, you know, like last fall, like last October or something. And so it's exciting that we're doing that. Also, I am a host of a podcast. Um, it's called Another Shitty Podcast, and I host it alongside uh, Nick Grace. I didn't even know I was a part of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude. That's our podcast. What? And if you look it up, it's another S asterisk 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 Y podcast. Whoa. What does that stand for? Another shitty podcast listen to that what's going on in my week is let's see taking off for san francisco in a few days gonna spend some quality time up there qt as the kids call um should be pretty fun um this friday saturday and sunday though we have the last three shows of the play i've been talking about since we started the podcast what's the name nick it is the name of the podcast the name of the play the play (laughs) (laughs) the name of the play is the story of every amateur play ever performed um we've got an eight o'clock show on friday eight o'clock show on saturday and then the final show is going to be at noon on sunday so uh should be really fun it's coming to an end, and it was a really good run. So we're looking forward to that. That's what's going on in my week. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to this uh, this episode. Thank you to our guest, Savannah Watts, for being on this episode. And I don't know about you guys, but I definitely am starving, and I want to eat a whole cake right now. Yes. <laughs> so let's get the fuck out of here. Peace. <laughs>